ranked overall. To the Royals, right? Raised the second prospect in the draft. Yeah, Royals signed him for four mil. It's a franchise record for a pitcher. Not bad. That's who you should. Out and of Florida? Was it what's his move? Like a splitter or fastball? Fastball. This is the Inside the Park Podcast, Episode Three. Matt. How are we feeling? Good morning. Good morning. We've got our coffee. This is a uh, a beautiful Sunday, and this is uh this will be your GM meeting, no winter meeting, excuse me, uh, preview. Oh, same thing, baby. Yeah. Same, same. They put up, they just all put them in a box and make them fight, basically. Just pick one. Somebody, somebody trade somebody. It's a cock fight. Twice, yeah, two or three times a year, the MLB is like, make something happen. So they just lock them in a room, and they were like, you know, what would make it interesting if we sent them. To Vegas, right? <laughs> now we're talking roulette, you know, and we're just, I mean, like, I just, I just picture Cashman and Brody talking Cindergard, mm-hmm. talking Andujar, mm-hmm. you know, but but also shooting craps. Couple shots. Yeah. Slinging little deep, yayo. Little, you know, little that, you know. Chirping c- hookers. C- yeah, yeah, they're feeling all right. Devil's dandruff. I'm excited about it. So, yeah, needless to say, we're fucking amped because this is the two or three times there's only two or three times a year in the MLB where there's basically guaranteed to be a couple like big deal oh shit check Twitter is it happening kind of moves it's the post baseball pre-Christmas Christmas absolutely this is this is a stocking stuffer for us this is a a catalyst to get the uh to really get the hot stove crank it up to about 10 so yeah on the docket today we're gonna talk. We, me, and Maddie each pick two teams that we're excited to see what they do. Then we're gonna recap in general, talk about the layout, where they are, and who you know what GMs are gonna be interesting to watch. And then we will each come up with a bold prediction, and then a more realistic, but you know, still slightly bold prediction because you can't hold down this level of intensity. The masculinity coming through the microphone just you know comes out with hot takes. So it's coming right into your living room, folks. Get ready to to be served up a steamy pile of opinions. Ah, okay. <laughs> anyway, PG thirteen. Anyway, Matt. Um, so I think we said coke earlier. Cocaine. That's the no, no, no. It was the moaning. Oh. And the steamy pile when it got a little. That dicey. was awkward. The cocaine was fine. That's, okay. This is HBO style podcasting. Anyway, so Matt, we'll have the Rock on. Next hit me week. with one of your teams, the Rock. <laughs> yes. So, ballers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right um, above it. So the winter meetings. I'm really excited actually to watch Oakland this year. Oakland A's. Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Is shouts to Matt, or not? Shouts to Brad Pitt. <laughs> Matt Damon. Everyone remembers. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Um. I was doing some reading the other day. Very rare. Words are hard for me. And um, I was reading that Billy Bean's taking a more long-term approach to Curious. to building a team this year, which is which is really fun because it's always just feels like he's he's scrapping and he's just putting something together and he's right. always on the phone gotta, every year. Got to make it happen with that $65 million payroll. Exactly. Wow. He's always shuffling. So 
I'm really excited to see what in the first year of his kind of long term plan, like what kind of moves he's gonna make, absolutely, and um, where he's gonna go for you or go from here. What about you? Me, one of my teams is the Phillies, uh, not just because I'm an NL East guy, but because the Phillies are making money moves when it comes to the trades, like for guys like Segura and dealing out bad contracts like Carlos Santana. But they've got so much money to spend. Mm. And they're really kind of feeling themselves, and they're just ready to spend. So, like, it would not surprise me at all to see them walk out with the framework for a deal with Manny Machado. Mm. I, and that's just the guy I picture them with. I just see them kind of getting a little bit of, <laughs> I got my swagger back. I got my like swagger back. So that's their guy in my mind. I think that's the guy they gun for. And it wouldn't shock me at all to see them being on, like, a Dallas Keuchel either and kind of try and shore up the back, like, that mid part of the rotation. I really like uh, Eflin and Aaron Nola and, uh, obviously, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you can get a one through four that's, like, a stable, you know, if you got your horses ready. I'm going to have more horse puns, too. <laughs> you want to saddle up. Ready. You're ready for the season, you know. Sugar cubes. Anyway, back, back to Maddie. So, so, yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies are one team I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes on. I I think, you know, I think Gabe Kapler, or Dave Kapler, excuse me, is going to be, you know, challenging his players to push-up contests. A lot. Benching. <laughs> showing okay. them different kale shakes to drink. I'm just, it's all very good. Oh, you want that bonus? Let's get on the bench. Let's, yeah, Let's okay. see what yeah, happens. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you get that option if you can outbench your manager. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, he, by the way, you can't. Is this thing? <laughs> I lift a long. <laughs> you guys are using coconut oil, right? All your eggs and stuff. Rub it down your bodies before and before bed, and then right when you wake up, right? I mean, look at this sheen. Look how tight. You need to be sleek at all times. Like a dolphin. <laughs> Absolutely. Sleek and silk. So we're into Gabe Kapler. Yeah, big fan. All right, Matt. <laughs> um, the other team I'm looking it's at. Weird. It's yeah, it has. It's early. It is. You're, um, you're number two. I'm watching Atlanta. I'm watching Atlanta in the winter meetings. Um, I'm excited about the Josh Donaldson signing earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that really helps. I will be looking at them to add help, not only in their bullpen, but maybe even a starter. All right. All right. They've got a loaded prospects. I think they yeah, might yeah. Got a lot start of wings. to make, I think they might start to make a little of a push. But I'm not if, sure. If you really feel yeah, I, I agree because if you really feel like they're, you know, obviously they were in contention last year and that was quicker than anyone expected. That was an accelerated development for a lot of their best players, yeah. their younger players. But I don't think you can expect the same out of uh out of starters, hmm. out of starting pitchers. I feel like it's a little bit more of a feel thing. And it doesn't take quite as long for you to be like, okay, this is his go-to. This is his strikeout pitch. This is where he goes, you know, when he's wiping a pitch away. So, I yeah, I agree with you. I think it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him add a starter yeah. be, because to give their guys, their young guns, a little more time to like process in yeah. AAA. Yeah, agreed. I like to see that. What, who, who's team number two for you? Team number two for me is the Tampa Bay Rays mm. because like, arguably, probably the. Th- third most talented team in the AL East. Yeah, yeah, I I think, you know, yeah, Yankees yeah. Red Sox are going 1-2 yeah. in some order, 1A 1B really. And then Rays come in at 3. But the Rays are always ready to win the AL East somehow with like a payroll that rivals the Athletics. I think they have like something something along the lines of 
18 million dollars on their books for the next like in two years there's almost nothing committed yeah and that's kind of how they live their life like every time you feel like they're like okay just one big piece you know and then they tear it back down and like from the beginning just to prove it almost feels like they're trying to prove they can do it over and over yeah like like east coast uh east coast athletics you know they're just trying to figure they just don't have the money to go all out when they need to go all out. They don't have that John Lester year like the Athletics did. So uh, I just feel like they're just sleeping giant sort of to me, you mm-hmm. know? Like they could – any move the Rays make, I read about. Tommy Pham, that trade this summer, loved yeah. it. As soon as he got back to the Rays, they, you know, queued up a couple things and he turned back into a walk and home run machine, swiped a couple bags, played a pretty good outfield. Um one guy I like for them, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them pick up, like, similar to the Braves, kind of that fourth, third, fourth rotation guy, just to stretch out that bullpen thing they're doing where they have this, they have your opener where they put in a starter for the first, second inning. Then they bring in a starter for that longer haul and those eat up the meat of the innings in the middle and then bring in a closer. So I'm curious to see how they approach. Are they going to just try and go for mass bullpen arms? Are they going to try and add some actual inning-eating starters, you know? So, yeah, I'm real excited to see any move they make. Anything they do, any ugh, any move they really pull off, I'm going to read into every player they get and every player they give up because it feels like the kind of team where they never make a trade, they don't win. No, it, it, they feel a lot, like the Rays in respect, they feel a lot like the Cardinals mm-hmm. where they're such a good developmental team that when you see them see something they like, they know they can develop that into absolutely an, an asset. Hundred percent. It's always fun to watch. I'd like to make one more note too. Um, this is not, neither of us had this team listed, but the Seattle Mariners really into seeing Jerry Depoto continue to wheel and deal uh, because that guy once he sets his mind on something, he just trades like an he trades like a monster. So I'm really excited. I expect a lot out of the Rays. More more tear down. But also that kind of weird in between where they'll they'll be adding guys with four years of control. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them maybe trade a touch of the younger guys to try and add a piece here and there. You know, and I fully expect Felix Hernandez to return next year just because out of respect. You know, I think he's got the eight, king. Yeah, he's got eighteen mil for the I think the last year of his contract, and uh, he's not going anywhere. He was buns last year, certified butt cheeks. But that's not his. I mean, he's just. Uh, yeah. Struggle city when you're throwing 91 in a 100 mile an hour league. Yeah, it's just it's not so yeah. Out the Mar- well. the Mariners are a wild card team for us. That I mean, we just we love the GM and that guy never. He's always got his cell phone on him, so I expect a lot more wheeling and dealing. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Mitch Haniger, who's a stud in the outfield, get moved, and maybe D Gordon gets packaged in some fashion for a team that's just really likes guys who don't walk and run really fast. You know, Gordon's such a nice piece. Gerard Dyson, you know, aging into the Gerard Dyson role, maybe. Mm. I think it's been so nice. I don't know, as a baseball fan, it, I can always appreciate a GM who's willing to make moves. Absolutely. Who, who's willing just to, you know, cut it, cut up, Absolutely. slice and dice. I think it's just good for baseball. You see a guy committed to his plan. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm just going to do it. I love it. So, yeah. Um, so, after, after those two teams we each picked, we'd like to take a minute and do a approach some biases that we've uh, we've been told that we have, might have so we're gonna take a take a minute and move away from the beast coast and move over to the west coast west coast so we just haven't talked a lot of west coast baseball so just in general 
any team that comes to your mind, Matt. You know, any any of these West Coast teams, Dodgers, Giants, Padres, Angels, Rockies, any, you know, athletics we mentioned, but, you know, mm. any of those teams stick out in kind of the fashion that you they just ring a bell in your head and you think, like, what is the plan? What's the move? Uh, two teams, really. Um, I think about the Giants and I think about the Rockies. I spent a lot of time thinking about the Rockies. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. Morally more than I should. Gonna get a witness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I like the way they do things in Colorado. But uh, I'll start with the Giants because I mentioned them first. Um, obviously they're they're scrapping. They're they're tearing everything down. They're gonna rebuild. They had a good run. I mean, God, they had a, what a championship every other year. Yeah. You know, it seems like from Absolutely. like. Even yeah. years, bro. Yeah. I mean, uh, just an incredible it was run. 10, 12, and fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible run. Um, they develop players particularly well. They've got, they've got a good system, and um, I, I'm I'm ready to sit and wait and watch them be bad <laughs> for a little bit. They got a new GM. They took the uh, I believe the assistant GM from the Dodgers. Mm. No, it was either Dodgers or the Astros. I'm sorry, I, I have to confirm that. But yeah, they took a real like a real stud out of one of the best teams in baseball, and they just told basically told him like. Do what you got to do. So right. I think that puts Bumgarner on the market. I think everyone's fair game except Posey. Right, Posey's got to stay. He's the rock. Posey, yeah. Posey's like yeah. that Jeter, David Wright kind of guy yeah. for them. So um, um, it'll be fun just to – and they've got a beautiful park. Yeah. Oh, God. I love, love – AT&T now? In no. My- no, Coca-Cola? wait. It used to be Candlesticks. That's, Candlestick that's came, came to mind first, that's too. That's came to my mind. <laughs> but, yeah, beautiful field. Gorgeous field. Um – yeah, so it'll it'll be fun to sit them watching away. Also, Astros, Harvard of the Astros. What? Never mind. Um, Rockies. They tried to trade for him in the middle of the season. Oh, really? There was framework for a deal, and the GM presented it, and uh, the owner of the Nats swatted that shit out of the air. It might be open now. Yeah, maybe should have been open. Maybe <laughs> more willing to talk. Back when the Nats had so much talent, and just free fall. They can't figure their shit out. No, that's that's frustrating. I, I'll watch the Mets eat shit with mediocre players, but having a good team, like a talented team, that couldn't get their shit together, yeah. that'd be enraging. And I wouldn't know what it's like to have a talented team. <laughs> Trust me, it sucks. It's um, annoying. <laughs> uh, the Rockies. Wow. Colorado. Big fan. I love. They've got a particular prospect down there. Um, shortstop. I name of Brendan Rogers. Never heard of him. <laughs> got the Tulo two Oh my god! I'm so excited for them. The Arenalo yeah. story was a monster last yeah. year. Yeah. Where did that? Just come? turned it back up. Like you saw him come up. Go crazy! Yeah. You saw him decline. And you're like, yeah. all right, that might, yeah, like, like he'll, he'll probably just devolve into average, I think it if was not. Twenty-seven home run rookie or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. We it was were just like, oh, shit. Big, big boy swing. Kind of had that Javi Baez swing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. big leg kick. Big leg kick. Um, and then he just came back this last season and just put on a clinic. So Turned it up. So you've got him, uh, Rogers. Swipes a bag too. I just like to mention, he, mm. kid can move. Mm. And he plays a pretty good shortstop. So overall, like yeah, I think he's like a four or five WAR player. Yeah, he's actually legit. Trevor, yeah. Which makes it, which makes Brendan Rodgers interesting because he's he is a shortstop. I'm sure he's gotten looks at second, and third, just to increase the versatility. But with DJ LeMahieu off the market, you know, or on the market now, off the Rockies, yeah. they've got a spot at second, and you kind of wonder if Brendan Rodgers is like. Like that catalyst, if they start off slow and they call him up in early May, 
And then they got Rodgers, Arenado, and uh, Trevor Story, which would be a top three or four infield in baseball pretty easily, I think. Oh, we'd like to mention, uh, we ended the last second episode uh, talking about the Braves being one of the best infields in baseball, and for some reason we couldn't remember the the fucking Houston Astros. Some of that just didn't pop three in. Three of the better infielders. In, like, three guys at, you know, with Correa, Bregman, and Altuve, who are all... Mm, respect to Bregman, but Correa and Altuve are for sure top three players at their position. Altuve's the best second baseman in baseball, I think. Probably, I'd, I'd be willing to... Punch yeah, and that's take it fair. On. That's fair. And uh, but at third base is pretty deep. It's uh, who would you put ahead of Bregman at third? Uh, Arenado, Matt Chapman. Oh God, I love Matt Chapman. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, God, who else? Um, uh, uh Rendon, Rendon for the Nats. Um, Herbert. Herb. Are we counting Manny? If he's at third, if he's at yes, third, yes. yes. Okay, so he's a he's. So I still put Bregman. I I could f- if that was the list, slide him in at five and feel comfortable with it. I'm trying to run through quick mentally. It's not Donaldson. No, not anymore. Not Turner. Poor bastard. Justin Turner. Good for him for finding a home. Sorry, another Mets cast off. They're like, this will never work. <laughs> we don't want him. Him and Murph. Get him out of here. Whatever. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, Bregman, top five. We're comfortable top five. plugging him I in. I think of another third baseman. We'll, yeah, we'll bring it up. But I think we got it. I think he's, he's, a, top, he's a confirmed top six. Top five we're confident in and the other two. So, yeah, Astros, best infield in baseball. Pretty much no. Uh, I don't think there's an argument there. No. So, anyway. So, uh, my West Coast team yeah, that I'd yeah, like yeah. to talk about. Would be the San Diego Padres. Woo-hoo. Top farm system in baseball, according to several different you know sources. Fools. Uh, no, top, top <laughs> inarguably a top three or four. You know, whatever site you use, whatever. But, you know, the, the scaling of farm systems is odd to me. But it's you cannot deny that they are they have a deep upper level farm system. Oh, they're They've loaded. got double they're A, triple A, and then they're, they're high A and long season A ball t- guys. They're 19, 20 year olds are legit. Gore, filthy from the left side. Uh, who's the guy, who'd they draft this year? I don't know who they drafted this year, but Tatis Jr., unreal. Tatis Jr. is going to be a Francisco Mejia. Francisco Mejia, I don't know if he sticks behind the plate. Mm. The defense supposedly is a little shaky, but he's got a cannon so a little bit of that Gary Sanchez thing going on. Yeah, but, but he's a little, he probably cares, though. He's a little a little leaner than Gary, though. I think he could probably move a little better, which is always advantageous. There's really been a shift away from the the big bopper catcher. A lot of the best catchers in baseball now defensively are these, like, lean, athletic Le- guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And not to say they're skinny. They're not. They're built. But, like, your Real Muto... Your you, Tucker Barnhart. You don't see like the Molina brothers yeah, anymore. Your Martin Maldonado. You know I mean? Yeah, you don't you don't see your big boys who settle in down, squat down, and then just like here I am catching. Just it. hit it from one knee to the other. I'm not fucking going anywhere. But Tucker Barnhart, if you watch him play catcher or AJ Ellis, mm. or um, who's the other? Who's the guy taking over for Yasmani Grandal, the catcher? I can't recall now. But there, yeah, it's this it's this six foot six one. 205, 215, lean, athletic, flexible, quick catcher. It's, and, kind of, it's kind of going back to the Posada mold. Yeah, these are the guys that, that are getting sense. it done. 
And Posada was a big dude, but yeah, he moved like an animal. He yeah. he was so quick laterally and could drop down in front of that ball and get that get the uh, get the face max up down or down get the chin down to his chest. Apologies to block the ball in front of him. Peed on his hands a lot. Why wouldn't you? You know, helps with the calluses. Because he sense. didn't bat with uh, gloves on, because he was a man. Mm. I, I thought you were just telling me a, a Yankee tradition. Oh no! Every, before every game, every game, everyone gets in a circle. George walks down and is like, "You guys doing it? <laughs> you get those hands out. We gotta win this year." I thought you wanted it. <laughs> That's when you knew Jeter was gonna be captain, because like Jeter was peeing on his hands after games. Yeah. Just like, for, and he'd just be like, "For you, George." Anything. So yeah. Oh, Jesus. Respect I, to the cat. <laughs> also, shout out and respect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Padres I'm really amped about because they were sniffing around my boy Thor. Mm, who, you know, hard. if you give me a call, AJ Preller, we'll work something out. And I, re- I understand Tatis isn't on the table. But Mejia, that's an automatic. Mm. There's going to be a starter involved. One of your double-A guys, one of your fourth or fifth best on, uh, in your top 30, according to Baseball America. And uh, I like the Cuban guy, the lefty. I believe he's six overall. But anyway, we'll, gimme, we'll gimme. work on that later. So those two. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll banter about uh, Luis Urias. But I understand not giving up your fourth or your third and fourth best. But, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> just talk. So, Come yeah, on. needless to say, just the fact that they were sniffing at Syndergaard and really, really gunning after him for a little bit, never really giving, like, a truly respectful trade offer from everything I heard. We can never really know what's in it, but just the stuff that leaks out. And that's hard to really measure because the Mets will leak out, like, this is weak shit. And the Padres will leak out, like, they're asking for everything. So, like, I understand you can't really judge anything that's not a confirmed trade. But, um... Just the fact that they're they're looking at that level of prospect or that level of starting pitcher, that level of controllable, you know, ace like player, make them a wild card team that has the pieces to get anyone they'd want. They could trade for anyone in baseball. That's not Mike Trout. Yeah, you're not getting Mike. So <laughs> I yeah, and even then, I mean, like, what would a trade be for Mike? Tatis, Tatis, Gore, Mackenzie Gore, and then, Mejia, probably. But like, no, like really, if you went one, two, three after that, I don't think. How much more would it really take after those three and one of these starters? Be honest, like these are three of the top twenty prospects in baseball. Then throw one, two, in three. Chris Paddock, and that that honestly, that's it. And even then, I don't think the Padres make that deal. No, I don't think they give up that much. That's interesting. Which is crazy. So yeah, um, basically that was an example of what we're talking about. Like the three, they could the Padres could trade for Mike Trout, like one, two, three, and their you know fifth or sixth guy as a starter, and still have a top twenty farm system probably. Yeah, so that, it, would, that, it would still that, be. That's very the level rich. of that's the deep. That's how like that's how far the depth goes for this minor league system. So needless to say, that's a team I'm really keeping my eye on because AJ Preller is in the hunt for for an ace. Because Mackenzie Gore is two years out, easy. And when he comes up, he'll be filthy. But right now, they don't have an ace-level player like a Cindergaard that's ready. That's going to be ready in the next 18 months. So. Does it not blow your mind how quickly Mackenzie Gore has moved up? And how good he is? Like, this kid was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, like, 
in 2017. He was drafted he, out of high school. Did he touch double A this year, or was he just in long season A ball? He's 19, I believe. He's already moved up. Yeah, he's a young and he's a teenager, but he's already moved up to their second ranked yeah. prospect and he's one at of the that, best in baseball. He's at that level of prospect where the skill is there to pitch in the bigs right now. If anything, they're getting experience and they're stretching that arm out. They're getting the, they're trying to hit that 180 inning mark to get him comfortable with what would be a big league aces, you know, workload. So if any, he's just getting, he's got to put in that time, and yeah, he's gonna be nasty. I'm just so impressed by he's how the, quickly I, he's I, the, I love it. Uh, no, I, I, I trust me, I love seeing any every time a lefty starting pitcher comes up and people are talking about ace, that word comes out. You just you think of some of the best pitchers that I've ever played because it's just so hard to find that like that left-handed starting pitcher that's just like give me the ball and just yeah. goes and goes like that Bumgarner kind of guy. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you see Bumgarner traded in the next you know before spring training in this off season? Yes. Really? Yes. All right. Give me your. Th- you're gonna you're gonna ask me who. What three teams? I'll give you three teams. No, no, I, can't, I don't. I can't put teams on it right now. I, I can do that next podcast yeah. for you. Um, I see it moved though. I, I, I almost guarantee he's gonna get moved. Well, I can't guarantee. I yeah, he's gonna get moved. He's gonna get moved. He's gonna get moved. All right. Who? Where are some teams that you see? And, I'll, and we can talk it out. Yankees are gonna get mentioned a lot. Yeah. If the Braves start out hot, I see the Braves as a uh, a deadline team that would want to bring in that 28, 29 year old, 30, uh, was he 29, 28, 29? Yeah. He's really not that old. So you see him going into the season a giant. I and, see and him, then... I don't really, I don't think I see him getting traded in the offseason unless the Giants are blown away. I think the heat of a deadline July 31st deal pushes his value higher than it even would be right now. Because even if you look at his numbers as far as like, his regular season numbers are like, strong number two borderline ace Mm -hmm. he's just happens to be the best october pitcher in history i was gonna say you want that postseason starter the one who's better than anyone you just want him for the second half i can see that i can see that yeah i I don't want to have to you know i think the the braves are a team i I would well i'd like to see it's not a raise move but it'd be cool to see the rays like just try and be like to push, just make a move to like come after the Sox and the Yankees, but that's not there's not enough control, and they'd be giving up years of value of controllable young pieces for him, so that's off. So yeah, those two teams would be interesting. I'm tr- I'm wondering if there's any, are there any teams on the edge that would just need like a mercenary like that, just one more to get them there. Yeah, it's the kind of thing. That like if they're doing the same kind of deal, but sales still off, the Red Sox would Dave Dombrowski would absolutely just empty the farm and be like, "Hey, fuck it, I'm going for it again. I'm back to back, bitches." So like that could definitely see that. Dodgers, similar thing, but that deal couldn't get done between the Giants and the Dodgers. No. Poor Dodgers. Back to Andrew back. Friedman would not get railed like like uh, the Giants would want to do it to him. He'd hold off. So yeah. Pretty excited about it. Needless to say, Bumgarner's a stud, and we're interested to see where he goes. So, yeah, winter meetings, you guys, starts. Everyone's getting rolling into Vegas today. I think it actually lights off tomorrow. Like, that's the official ding, 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 let's go. But that everyone's mingling. Everyone's eating dinner yeah. together. Everyone's having meetings with agents, and every team's got a suite, you know. It's a... Uh, it's, it's an exciting time. So from Sunday to Thursday, this is the block where, you know, 
anything can happen, and we're really fucking amped about it. So, Matt. Yeah. We'll close out with our predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit yeah. me with your uh, hit me with your reasonable could happen prediction, and then you're like out of left field, sorta. But you know, it's give me, and then you we'll we'll do a reasonable, and then a hot take. Yeah. Okay. Reasonable. Um. Like I was saying earlier, Billy Bean's going to build for that long term. Yeah. And I think he's going to want Sonny back. And I know Brian wants to move him. So I could see Sonny Gray going back to Oakland. And I I want the best. I love Sonny Gray. I wanted him to thrive as a Yankee. I would be ecstatic to see him thrive in Oakland. Absolutely. All right, all right. So do you want, now? I'll, I'll say it. let's say I'll go my uh, my reasonable. Yeah. See, yeah. I kind of have two hot takes. Mm. I you're a hot take kind of guy. That's how that's how I live my life. I I get the <laughs> I think that by the end of the week. See, I don't want to put too many like you know well, but but I think minimum Manny Machado leaves with one to two teams left that are like it's between A and B. Mm. I and it would not shock me at all if Manny Machado is signed by Thursday. By Thursday would yeah. not shock me. I signed by Thursday. And my one caveat I'll give is I he'll leave with you know teams saying like these are the teams he met with multiple times just like and it'll be down to two guys it'll be the Phillies maybe the Yankees the Yankees are in on everyone if they want to be so the Yankees are always brought up but I think the Phillies and the Dodgers are a low key you know member of that kind of crew because they could pro- they could always tell him or they could always slide him to third again right and then move. Uh, Move Turner to first and Cody Bellinger out to center, right. especially if Puig's on the on the table. And then you got Seager coming back. Seager will play short. Yeah, Manny at third, Turner at first. Yeah, you know, and Turner played second for the Mets, so like he can do it, but he's getting a little older. He should be a corner guy. Yeah. And then Cody Bellinger's an athlete. He's he's played a really good center, center He's oh my, he yeah. everywhere. And then the you know the Dodgers are clearly willing to move on from Puig, and yeah. that's kind of a guy the Mets sort of have their eye on in in. Just in the sense that it's like if I can get it low cost, yeah. they'll do it. But uh, because they're the Dodgers are ready to bring up Alex Verdugo, their uh, their top outfield prospect, who's a stud. So yeah, that's my that's my medium hot take is Manny Machado leaves with a suitor, like a legitimate. It's they're just working out numbers at this point. So yeah, now give me your hot take. Give hot, me your hot take. Hot, hot take. Hot, 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 hot chocolate. You got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, I think the Braves, in the spirit of looking for pitching, uh, I just realized my entire segment is based on comebacks. The comeback and, uh, story. Yeah. I okay. Could, you're just, we're, we're suckers for the underdog. Honestly, I want. I want. Uh, I want the Shit. old times again. Oh my. Um. I think. I think you see Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Craig. Yeah. Craigie. Craigie. Craig man. I see him going back to the Braves. I All think right. they need help pitching. I think he'll get a f- five-year deal with the Braves. Um, I could see somewhere between 78, 82 mil. I like it. Somewhere in there. That range for five years. They pick up the phone for that for sure. It, t- it could take 85 to be like, it's done today, you know, if you throw that three on. But... Yeah, I uh, I like where it's headed. I think I think you could be right. I, I don't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if they have a competitive offer. I think uh, I think Craig's got just a touch of that. Um, he feels a little like he'd be he'd like that kind of coming home sort of thing mm-hmm. back to where he came up as a rookie back before the facial hair. And I think the socks are done. I think the socks feel like they worked him out and he's toast. Similar to a Cubs 
Chapman sort of deal where they're like, we're going to let the next team give him the big contract. And Chapman's been good for the Yanks. Yeah. But the Cubs wore him out. Got for everything like three they months. needed. Yeah. Absolutely. Joe Madden was just like, give it to me again. 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 <laughs> so, all right. So, Craig to the Braves for five, somewhere in the range of 80 mil. I like it. I li- honestly, I like it. I wouldn't mind seeing him. I fucking love watching him pitch. So he's an animal. Yeah, you know, and then him and Edwin Diaz with on the Mets now. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bring it back to who, my boys. Who closes? Who closes that game? If they were both on the same yeah, team, it's, yeah. If, if, so, if for some reason Brody was like, "Fuck it," he just push <laughs> more. All if if they push all those chips in, Kimbrel would close. Thank you. Because Kimbrel's like twenty nine thirty. Yeah, and you, he just got that like. That asshole in him, like that, but the, the, that asshole that you want as a closer, where he's like, "Give me the fucking ball." Headphones on all day. Don't talk and, to Ed, me. And Edwin gives off like an upbeat kind of guy. You know, he looks he looks fast and loose and twenty four, twenty five. He looks like he'd be like, if you asked them both, it, I, I think Craig's Craig Kimball's interview, he'd be like. Edwin Diaz is clearly a talented player. Edwin feels like a sweetheart that would be like, yeah, man, I'll go seventh, eighth inning, whatever you want. He just feels like he would give in to Craig Kimbrell yeah. and then eventually tri- like take the reins maybe in sort of a David Robertson for a um, Mo kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't see him. I see him on the Braves, yeah. and I like seeing them. I'd like to see him duke it out. He is an eight, two. Kimbrell a nine. It's just... <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Because okay, so, your starters go seven anyways. Oh, so ready. You got... So, speaking of which, let's do this. My hot take. Hot take. Guys, I know what you're thinking. Murph has not talked about the Mets enough today. More Mets. My hot take is there's been so much JT Realmuto shit. You know, Marwin Gonzalez, love the utility, that kind of deal. I think the Mets leave. This is, okay, bear with me. This is a hot, like, hot take. The Mets leave the winter meetings with a new starting pitcher. That's their greatest strength. And it does not shock me one bit if Brody doubles down and just fucking welcomes one of the Indian starters to the fucking arm farm. You know, I think one through, I think Brody doesn't want to beat, I think Brody accepts that we've got a young core of position players who are solid, who don't have enough, a lot of star power in there. You know, Robinson helps for sure. If, if uh, Cespedes can come back healthy, awesome, but none of that shit's guaranteed with Cess. Uh, get healthy, dude. Oh, Jesus. Just one time. All right, anyway, so. <laughs> Just one but time. Take I care th- of your legs. Sorry. I yeah. think Nimmo goes on the table with a top prospect, and I think they gun for Kluber. I think they can't get him. I think they settle for Bauer. And uh, if you put Bauer in the three spot, and then Wheeler in the four, and then you go you go DeGrom, Thor, Bauer, Wheeler, and then Matt's in that five, and just get Jason Vargas the fuck out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now we're getting somewhere. So these are my. This is my. This is my. This is my GM Murph hot take. Is uh, the Mets at a starter by Thursday? I think it's very likely the Mets will make some more moves. Brody doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. He's getting stronger. <laughs> more confidence. Yeah. So that would be. Uh, that'd be really good to see. Really yeah. excited for this upcoming week. Winter meetings. Yeah. A lot gonna be going on. If there's anything crazy huge, we might do an emergency podcast. We will let you guys know. If it, if anything big comes up, we'll cover it. Otherwise, there's gonna be a recap Thursday night. Yeah. That we will. Uh, we will release, and we would love to hear your guys' thoughts on what happened. And, you know, just bash us for how fucking wrong we were. So, there it is. So, to recap, we got Sonny to Oakland, Kimbrell to the Braves on a five-year 80-ish. Manny leaves with a framework for a deal and a team. If you, had to, if you push me up against the wall, I'd say the Phillies. 
are in the market. The White Sox got the money to throw around, and the Yankees are that wild card that can end. They can end any game. They've got that that twenty five kill streak nuke that they could drop on any fucking cock game. And then the Mets gun for a starter. Obviously, that's not realistic. The realistic move is a utility player, a right-handed bat, and a reliever. I would love an Adam Adovino, but my hot take is the fucking starting pitcher. That is it. That is episode three of Inside the Park podcast. We are out. Peace. Don't. We're cutting the piece.